You're listening to the Liberty Talks podcast on Freedom First Radio, and this is your host, Michael Anderson, with contributor to the program, Matt Travis. We have to find a way to talk and have dialogue and be tolerant between other views. You have to have open dialogue, and that's where free speech is so important. Consent's a very important thing, and today in the Me Too movement, it's been very important because I think it's really opened up a lot of eyes. I think we should get away from this hookup culture and get back to relationships because when you have a relationship, you have that communication, you have that connection. If you committed sexual assault, it doesn't matter when it was, you should be held accountable for that. However, we have to make sure that we actually make sure they committed sexual assault and we have to make sure that all allegations are verified. So put in these programs thinking that it'll help everyone, but what they forget is that the pathway to hell is paved with good intentions. And I think that's what this whole movement is all about anyways, is uh, trying to be open to ideas. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to the podcast today. Today we're going to be talking about white kids wearing MAGA hats because that is apparently mainstream news today, or at least a few days ago, that was all over the news. A bunch of white kids are bigots, racists, and being compared to more or less white kids uh, ganging up on black kids in the 60s. I think this is kind of a ridiculous comparison, but uh, if you haven't heard or you've been living under a rock in the last 24, 48, maybe even in a week, 24, 48 hours, maybe a week, there was a confrontation between uh, high school Donald Trump supporters wearing MAGA hats and an indigenous people's march. And the media's reaction to it off the bat was, like I said, calling these these kids racist, bigots, homophobes, you know, fascists, Nazis, uh, and comparing them to uh, segregationists in the 60s. It wasn't too long after that that many media reports came out saying that the media wildly mischaracterized the video of the Covington Catholic students confronting a Native American veteran. So, it come out with a short video at first, a two-minute video, and everyone started getting really mad because apparently there was a Native American leader banging the drum in the face of a white kid wearing a Trump hat, a a bunch of white kids, like, just standing there, and in the middle of, in the middle, uh, was, was a Native American. So it looked as if there was this mob mentality, these, these kids interrupting a Native American protest, but that's actually not happening. That's actually not what happened at all. When we look at the video and we look at the media coming out the next day, uh, we actually see uh, just high school students that attended the March for Our Lives, uh, uh, or March for Life. We see high school students that attended March for Life, and they ended up breaking away from the march to go gather up a group together to wait for a bus so that way they can go back to high school because they were high schoolers, touring around and and that's actually what they did originally was break away from the the march to go sightsee but they ended up meeting together um, at the lincoln memorial and suddenly these grown black men um these black individuals started harassing them calling them faggots calling them the n-word um essentially just really making a scene and from what reports are saying this native american uh leader saw what was going on, and saw one of the black individuals spit on the children. So from his perspective, it kind of 
it kind of bought he it kind of just confirmed his leftist narrative that oh trump supporters are terrible racist people so let me go in there and save save the minorities right so the native american comes in starts banging his drum and in, in children's faces and apparently kids are <laughs> hooping and hollering it's unclear like even to the kids it's unclear whether the native american was on their side or was on the black hebrew side but so the kids are hooping and hollering they're kind of chanting dancing along with the uh, the the Native American, and then all you hear is, "You need to go back to Europe. You know this is not your land." Uh, it, it, it's just it's just really interesting to see this happening and playing out in 2018. Look, I'm not someone who is always talking about reverse racism or saying how you know uh, the white guy has it really bad. But if anything, this seems like a very racist incident to me towards literally just white kids. I mean. You have a bunch of white kids wearing MAGA hats, and apparently now they're just all a bunch of racists and bigots for no freaking reason. You know, it, it makes no sense. So, um, Matt, what did you think about this when you first saw the 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 media's initial reaction? Well, when I first saw it, I was just confused because you can't really tell what's going on in the video. I mean, like like I've told you before, it's you essentially had three things that were happening in the video that we know for sure were happening whenever the initial video came out. And there's two videos uh, that were that were around like a minute or two long that I don't know which one came out before the other, but they were the ones that were first being shared around. And both of them show essentially the same thing. There's a Native American guy banging a drum, um, and there's a, a kid with a MAGA hat standing in front of him, um, occasionally smiling, and there's kids around him. Uh, some of them just acting like teenagers, some of them being silent, and some of them, uh, at the, which this is the worst thing that they did on the video, mockingly dancing to the uh, to the drum beat, right? So, so I, I looked at it and I was mainly just confused. Oh, and then there was one other thing. You also had the kids chanting at some point in the middle of the video, and but the chant was clearly not directed to the Native Americans because you see them turn around. Uh, uh, to do the chanting and start looking in another direction as they're chanting. So they were obviously chanting at someone else. Right. Actually, right? from from what the reports are saying, they said that that was actually a high school chant because they were being attacked by these grown men being called the N-word and faggots and whatnot. So they're like, we're going we're gonna to bust out our high school chant to show positivity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, in the end, it. I don't think they needed exonerating, but if they needed exonerating, they were obviously exonerated by the end of this whole ordeal. And you have to be an insane person to not think they were exonerated because of that, because it became clear that, oh, they were chanting their school chant to drown out racist rhetoric from the black Hebrew Israelites who were, who were taunting them. So, so yeah, in, in the end, that the, the, uh, the evidence showed that they were exonerated if they even needed to be. But I would argue they, they wouldn't even need to be at the beginning. Um, because the two videos, that's all they showed. All they showed was them chanting at someone else things that we couldn't understand. The Native American by singing things we couldn't understand, banging on a drum, a kid standing there silently, and other kids that had mixed reactions from anywhere from not paying attention to laughing to having a good time to to actually mocking the guy, right? And there really wasn't, it wasn't like large swaths of the kids mocking the guy from the initial videos. The initial video showed maybe like, seven eight nine kids that were that were dancing mockingly and then the question is like how do you interpret like dancing mockingly without any other context so worst case scenario some of the kids were mocking this guy and not only 
does that mean that there's no evidence of racism, no evidence of actual harassment, because we can't see what's going on? And then even if you take the media narrative that they were before the incident happened in, that they were screaming, build that wall, which there's no evidence of that now. But even if you took that narrative uh, um, um, and ran with it, there's nothing racist about chanting, build that wall before somebody walks over to you. What is, I, I don't understand what's racist about that. Just because somebody wants a border wall doesn't mean they're racist. So it's none, nothing in the videos, nor in the media narrative, actually uh, uh, showed that they were being racist or harassing the guy. So that the outrage was completely unjust. But on top of that, let's say they were, and this is the thing that disturbs me the most. Let's say that they were actually being racist or harassing them to some extent. Beyond violence, I don't see any reason to publicly condemn teenagers for acting like teenagers. Like, why, why are we so concerned about a group of teens jacking with somebody? Like, what, what is the, I, I just don't, I don't get why this is reason for why we're going to destroy their whole lives. Oh, come on, Matt. Have you not seen the Gillette commercial? We have to, <laughs> yeah, we have exactly. to tell men to be we better. We can't say boys will be boys. <laughs> exactly. You're just perpetuating this white supremacist narrative. I know. I might as well be a rapist at this point. But <laughs> well, you're defending them. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it's it's funny because see, I see this from like a Christian perspective. It's bizarre to me that some of these social justice Christians, and particularly, some of them have not the greatest past, which is part of like how they become influential, because they have they have like a past as a drug dealer or a gang member or something like that, and you know they they turned their life around and that kind of you know, that's appealing to people to want to connect with somebody who had such a dramatic change in their life. And, and they're on the internet condemning these kids, knowing they have to know they're not idiots. They have to know it could ruin their lives over them at the very worst, according to, according to the social justice narrative, not, not according to actual facts, but at the very worst, according to social justice narratives, perpetuating racism against a guy. And I'm like, but you were a gang member. Like, like you want to ruin their lives because of words they say, but you were a gang member. It's, it's just astonishing to me that people can't, the, the peop, same people that say they're compassionate cannot have compassion towards a teenager whom they've perceived to have done something mildly offensive. Well, this is, this is obviously your realm of, of talk radio or podcasting but i mean what what is it do they not believe in redemption or something i mean that doesn't seem, sound very christian to me yeah yeah it, the, you hit you hit the nail on the hair on the head there it doesn't sound very christian that's the problem with the entirety of the social justice movement or at least how it's how it's represented in the uh in the uh christian circles and and how some of these people act towards others who disagree with them and the accusations that they throw out without evidence um, yeah, it's, it's not very Christian. Exactly. You're listening to Liberty Talks Podcast with Michael Anderson and John Douglas. Follow us on Twitter at Michael, the number four, Freedom, and at Real John Douglas. Subscribe and listen to the show on Spreaker, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Liberty Talks Podcast is brought to you by all of our musician contributors and musical producers, including Shamari and Jarrell Beats.
So I want to I want to go through this Reason article that um, was posted up actually by Jake Tapper. Interesting enough, Jake Tapper posted up a Reason article and said uh, more or less that the media wildly mis- mischaracterized the video of the Covington Catholic students confronting the Native American. So in this article, it says um, more or less that. Uh, Phillips, who was the Native American, uh, was attending a nearby peaceful protest led by indigenous peoples and decided to intervene. He said that the teenagers were, quote, in the process of attacking these four black individuals, and he decided to de-escalate the situation. But in this, it actually, in the article, it says that what Phillips is saying is not accurate and all the evidence suggests that he got it wrong but he described the kids as beasts and the hate group as their prey as the as the black individuals that were attacking them he he very mischaracterized it and his reaction was this quote there was that moment when i realized i have to put myself between the beasts and their prey these young men were beastly and these old black individuals were their prey and i stood in between them so that they needed their pounds of flesh, and they were looking at me for that. And it just seems—it seems like like he's just wildly mischaracterizing these these kids. And the the article just goes on to say that, uh, like you said, you know, he claimed that there was a build the wall chant, but from this video, the reporter listened to, he couldn't hear that. He said that more or less. Um, that there's there's really nothing wrong that happened here on the students' part unless being unless standing in a group and wearing a group a bunch of MAGA hats is hate speech and harassment now. Yeah, yeah. So like I've told you before, I don't I don't care about apologies after people see the context because apologies don't they like this doesn't matter to me because the original video in and of itself was not in any way. Um, What's the word for it? It was not. It didn't in any way show that the kids were harassing or being racist. So I don't care about apologies. But when you do look at the greater context, and then you still see people, and there's there's quite a few people. There's quite a few in, uh, uh, influential figures. Now, obviously, a lot aren't. Like even like Jake Tapper's, like a lot of more moderate liberals, and and even some even some far left liberals are saying, yeah, this wasn't what we thought it was. But there's still a lot of people that are on the side of these kids were racist or they were harassing the guy or, or they were being, you know, or, or they deserved, even if they weren't being racist or harassed, just the fact that they weren't being respectful, that means they deserved to have their names slapped all the, all over the internet and their families chastised. So, so, so yeah, it's amazing whenever you look at the full context that it's not anything what the initial narrative was coming out of the mainstream media. It's it's really interesting, and and you know what else is really interesting about this is the libertarian reaction to this. I saw a lot of just libertarians mm-hmm. in general, but especially LP libertarians, uh, just buying into this leftist narrative, and not only just buying into it, but it's like you said, you don't really care about apologies. But after realizing that they were wrong, the way they characterize them messing up was really. It was it was just terrible. It was just as terrible as like the media's um, mischaracterization of this event. So, 
a couple of a couple of people that come to mind exclusively from the LP would be Nick Sarwark and Clayton Hunt. Clayton Hunt is actually an LP libertarian running for House District 145 in Texas. And mm-hmm. something that he said, he actually pretty much posted up the same exact picture that Nick posted up, which was the picture of the Native American and the, the white kids uh, smirking. And then he posted up mm-hmm. a picture of uh, a bunch of white people in the 60s uh, ganging up around a black kid uh, sitting at a lunch counter and oh pretty God. much trying to equate these two. So, oh, dear Lord. Yeah, I mean, it's... You could, you could see my... Oh, my gosh. If you could see my face right now. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a little ridiculous, you know? I mean, let me just give you some context behind behind what he said. He said, Clayton said in this original tweet, just think how dumb you'll look to your grandchildren. In the coverage of this encounter, the kids were chanting, build the wall at an at the indigenous people. And it is the embodiment of irony in, quote, my ancestors didn't come here to have to put up with them immigrants. It's amazing. First of all, the, the narrative they were chanting, build the wall, how does that make any sense at all? Why would they chant, build the wall to people who are obviously Native Americans? I mean, I guess kids could be dumb in saying dumb things, but... Why would they even be chanting build the wall? That should have been questioned at the very beginning of this of this whole thing is you're saying they chanted build the wall, but they were talking to somebody who already lives here. I guess that makes sense. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I never even thought about it like that. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like you should question it. It doesn't mean it didn't happen, right? But it does mean that you go, wait, why would they chant build the wall to a Native American? That doesn't make any sense. Let me watch this video 55 times and see if I can hear it a single time. And then when you don't hear it a single time, after watching it over and over and over and over and over, maybe you should drop the narrative because it not only doesn't make sense, but it obviously didn't happen. Yeah, but it's absurd. But also, but, but to get back to your, your uh, about him comparing it to the 1960s, uh, we talked about this a little bit before we started the podcast. Um, the, this is... He's right. In 50 years from now, if we still have some element of social justice stuff going on, which which I assume we will because this type of narrative has been going on in different forms for 100 and something years. But if we still have this type of thing going on, you will have pointing you will have people pointing back to video from today. They will be pointing back to Black Lives Matter riots. They will be pointing back to incidents like this and saying Look, see, it wasn't because they do this with the civil rights movement and they're right to do it with the civil rights movement to some extent because there was oppression going on during the civil rights movement. But they point back to riots in uh, in uh, Detroit in, in, in the in the uh, 60s and they say, see, it was only 50, 60 years ago that this was going on. That's not that long ago. So therefore, we should b- believe the pr- oppression oppression narrative today. They'll do the same thing with this video. They'll point back to this video. They'll point back to Black Lives Matter stuff, and they'll say, see, there was riots. There was oppression going on not that long ago. They'll do the exact same thing. So he's right to some extent. But, of course, the comparison he's making is, is to be plainly honest, it's evil. You're going to take... So, so even if you take, uh, if you take the incident in, 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 uh, in a way that paints the boys in the worst possible light, you know, to, to within reason, right? I mean, you could paint them on the worst possible right by assuming things that make no sense. But but if you're going to assume that at the worst, you know, if you're going to assume that, that the videos that portray them the worst 
are the best evidence of what was going on, which would be them to some extent mocking the guy and only not even all of them, but a certain amount of them mocking the guy by dancing. That is not in any way comparable to things that were going on in the 1960s. And I don't know the particular picture that he posted, but I don't necessarily care about the particular picture that he posted because he's trying to push an overall narrative that these kids are similar to racists that wouldn't even drink out of the same water fountain as a black person. And that's insane. It really is. I would take it a step further and say that the kids didn't even do anything comparable to what the black Hebrews were doing. And if anything, the Native Americans, maybe maybe the Native American leader had a good intention, but he bought into his own leftist narrative. He bought into his own narrative and tried to show up and do something, but ended up literally perpetuating this whole story. It was him, his first-hand account, that really perpetuated this narrative. And... Oh yeah, it's it's really interesting. I think this next part, I did, I, I haven't really looked into what what Nick Sarwark's um, comment was after the this news broke that it was a hoax more or less. Uh, but I imagine it was probably something similar to Clayton's. Uh, what Clayton said was, "Okay, I will admit that I jumped the gun on this, but get this, get this. This is where this is where again he's continuing to per- perpetuate the narrative. He says, but why is the original narrative so believable?'" Why is it easy to accept a story of kids wearing MAGA hats getting in the face of someone in protesting? Why is it that the hat is a symbol of someone acting like a dick? This is is UVA, Mattress Girl, um, um, Rolling Stone article, you know, rape story, all over again. That's what it is. Well, we were wrong about everything, but the overall narrative is true, so what we did wasn't wrong. That's all it is. More or less. It, it, that's insane. I that's, mean, <laughs> the way I took it was, oh, yeah, I'm wrong, but can you blame me for believing it? Yes, we can blame you. <laughs> the way he said it to me was he said, well, I mean, if, if you're going to, you know, I don't, I don't know the exact quote he was saying, but essentially he was saying, well, your version of conservatism is just own the libs, so you're not much better. And I, for one, that's <laughs> not true. I mean, that's just, for one, that's just simply a mischaracterization of, of my character and my activism. But two, yeah. what does that say about him? You know, is he just buying into yeah. the liberal and the leftist argument now? Yeah, and you can make the same characterization of, of what he's doing. Like you said, what does that say about him? You can make the exact same characterization. It's, uh, it, it's, it's absurd. So that, that doesn't make any again- sense at all. But again, and I'm going to hit on this point. I'm going to beat it. I'm going to beat it dead because nobody's saying it because everybody's afraid to say it, especially in, in my circle with a lot of Christian friends, uh, because you're supposed to forgive people. And it's not that I don't forgive these people, but I don't care about your apology unless your apology. There are apologies that, that I've seen that I go, OK, that's a legitimate apology where they go. I jumped the gun. Um, I watched this video. I thought I saw something that I didn't really see after watching it. Another video. I've realized that I should have never even thought what I initially thought when I saw the first video. There's people that, that have apologized like that. That's a legit apology. That's saying that I was completely wrong. I had no evidence at all for what I was saying, but I still said what I said, and I said something that could ruin people's lives. 
and I shouldn't have done that. But most apologies that are happening right now are like, well, the initial video showed something that looked like it was racism or harassment. So I was justified in my initial account, but I'm sorry for not waiting to see if more context came out so that I could see if I was actually justified. And that's, that's why I hate these apologies. I don't, I don't care about these apologies. Right, and it seems it seems as if the people that came out with this initial reaction are just not very skeptical thinkers. Like they just bought into the narrative. Yeah. They didn't think, "Oh, maybe I should wait and to to see if this is actually true. Maybe I should look into it a little bit more." No, they just, "Oh, you know, kid white kids with maga hats. They must be they must be troublemakers." Yeah, and that and that's not racist at all. <laughs> it's not racist at all. Exactly. actually disappoint you but uh i actually had another uh what i would call libertarian i don't know if he's really affiliated with the lp or not but uh madge Torre, i might be saying his name wrong he's known as black guns matter guy he's known as the black guns matter guy he actually had a very yeah. similar reaction to this um that that rubbed me the wrong way too so mm -hmm. his initial reaction was this he a tweet and i quote the young Trump supporters disrespecting those elders at the Indigenous People's March are a fucking disgrace. If you think that shit was cool or funny and you're here to defend their actions or condone it, <laughs> you're a clown and unfollow me. Okay, so this is so this this brings me back to my point again. Let's say he's right. Let's say it was a disgrace. Let's say they were harassing him. Let's say they're at this moment in time not great individuals. Okay? Let's say that's all true. They're teenagers. Why are you? In what world is it reasonable to tr to go after and condemn teenagers on public platforms where you know the entire world is watching, where you know they're going to get death threats, you know that they're going to have trouble getting into universities if what's happening is turns out to be true, you know that their entire lives could be set back for years, if not decades, in, in some ways, by this media outrage, by or by this uh, by this. Uh, Whatever, you know, whatever, outrage in general. In what world is that a moral thing to do? Like, who at, who at 16 d didn't say some shit and then later on go, oh, that was really dumb to say, or did something and later on, oh, that was really dumb to do, even if it was years later. Like, it, it, and I get, like, being critical. I get being critical of people who should know better. Worst case scenario... They were, bringing, they were being little pricks and being disrespectful. And should they have known better? Yeah, probably. Should we expect them to do better? Probably not. Like, it's just insane. And like I said, a lot of these people that are, that are, that are criticizing them, I don't know about Black Guns Matter guys or some of these libertarians, but I know a lot of the people criticizing them were pieces of shit when they were kids. And you're, so you're going to criticize these kids for doing something mildly offensive at worst when you were a complete and utter piece of crap whenever you were 16. No, it makes sense. I mean, 
I, I, I remember when I was 16 and different things I said and done. I mean, I, I just, to, I mean, maybe to give you some pushback, I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with condemning actions. You know I mean? Let's just say that these, mm-hmm. these, these teenagers did in fact just like disrupt their parade, you know, disrupt their march. That would be extremely disrespectful. And I think it would, it would be legitimate to, to call them out. Now, at the same time, I think that, uh, this Black Guns Matter guy's reaction is just for I think it's childish. I mean, like I feel like he's acting like one of the kids now, like over here cursing at people, mm-hmm. telling people, "Oh, if you don't like it, unfollow me." I mean, I haven't released the podcast yet, but we've actually recorded a podcast where we've talked about this kind of stuff, where a lot of the libertarians are just being super sensitive and saying, "Oh, yeah. well, you said something that that I that I don't like, or you criticize me. Well, I'm gonna unfollow you, or I'm gonna unfriend you," and. <laughs> and and that's actually what happened to, with with Clayton and I last night. He didn't like that I was criticizing him, so he unfriended me. And when I confronted him about it, he's like, "Oh, oh, I just unfriended you because you say build the wall, build the wall. You've been saying that." And it, it's it's really funny because I posted that that status up, a status saying hashtag end the war on drugs, then hashtag build the wall. Like two weeks ago, I posted that, and he unfollowed me yesterday. And he's like, "Oh, I unfollowed you because you because you're not a libertarian," and, and, and I mean, I just and and not even to get into this this petty like social media crap. I just think it's funny, and it, I think it's petty at the same time that that people are saying, "Oh, well, you you disagree with me, then unfollow me." And it, what was really hilarious yeah. was to see the the Twitter reaction to this tweet when when uh Maj Torre said, uh, "You're a clown, unfollow me." Everyone was like saying. Okay, do you want me to unfollow you? Do you want me to unfollow you? There's a 10-minute video. Have you seen it? And his reaction was more or less saying, Oh, yeah, well, uh, guys, don't jump on me. If I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. You know, just send me the video. And, uh... And he was, and then he tried to, like, he was trying to defend himself saying, oh, well, the the video I saw was kids ganging up around a Native American, and that was wrong. You shouldn't mob up and gang up on a Native American. Context matters. (laughs) So. Context matters. Context matters, unless I don't want to look it up. Exactly. You know, he's 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 just going with what he saw in that two minute clip. Not he's like, oh, well, reality doesn't matter. Context matters. Well, if context matters, maybe you (laughs) should, like, try to figure out the context before making a huge statement like that yeah yeah and not only that just a little bit more context behind what's going on with this is you you can see maz just posting on twitter saying oh i posted this to instagram i posted this to youtube i posted this to facebook but the video apparently it was a live stream the video is nowhere to be found and i've looked it up and then he i think he posted about six hours ago or so oh i'm having trouble uploading the video but like newsflash bro if, if you're really going to have the balls to say something so immature like this and tell everyone to unfollow you, you probably should explain yourself and not take yeah. like 24 hours to try to come up with a video and post it online. I mean, just just make a new video. I mean, it's it's this whole thing from the from the original from the original report to to the libertarians reactions and libertarians trying to halfway apologize but you know that's not the libertarian way we don't we don't really apologize for things but we try to admit when we're wrong the whole thing is just a shit show it's just a huge clusterfuck that people have bought into and and now they're starting to realize oh i was wrong but how do i come out and say i was wrong but also i want to keep perpetuating this this leftist narrative because it's 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 convenient in this in trump's america yeah. 
Yep, that's all. That's all it is. It's convenient. It's just going with the with the uh, just going with the culture. That's all it is. It's it's like you said earlier. It's just not not uh, thinking critically. But yeah, and, and and to clarify my point about about um, not criticizing sixteen year olds for doing dumb things. It's not just a general rule that I think you shouldn't criticize sixteen year olds to do dumb things. There are things that be criticized. But my problem is. First of all, there was a very specific individual that was the main, you know, the main main uh, object of the of the claims, and so you have a specific individual that's going to take most of the heat, if not all of the heat. Like I guarantee you, all those other kids haven't had anything dramatic happen to them. But there's a very specific individual, and then on top of that, I'm okay with criticism if they're seeking it out. Like, for instance, a good a good example is the Parkland shooting. Uh, obviously, they didn't seek out to have their school shot up. But a lot of those kids actively spent time getting involved in politics and getting in media and stuff. So whenever you criticize them, and, and then the criticism is even different at that point. The criticism is like, no, you're wrong because of X, Y, Z, right? It's not, you did this action now I'm going to talk about how horrible of a person you are because you did this action. It's more of a discussion of ideas rather than just slandering somebody because they possibly did something that you think is immoral. But, but I mean, that, that's kind of like where I'm coming from on that. It's, it's not that, like, they're free of criticism altogether. For, so, for instance, you said if they, like, interrupted the march, right? Well, now they've injected themselves into a controversy, but when we have no idea yet if they con- injected themselves into this controversy or if it was just something that just happened, you know what I mean? If it was they happened to be somewhere that the Native American guys happened to be and they ended up having a interaction with this guy in some way or another that was not planned, that was not... And by planned, I don't mean like days in advance, but wasn't like kids getting together and going, hey, let's go mess with that guy. There's no evidence to show that that happened. Even, even if you buy the entire media narrative that they chanted build the wall and that they surrounded him at some point. Like that still doesn't show that they were planning ahead of time before they got there, before they got to that location that they were going to jack with somebody. Right. So that combined with, with it being a specific individual that is going to take all the heat for this is, is the big problem that I have with it. I just think it's cowardly. I think it's cowardly. But anyway, after this happened there, there's a representative uh, named John Yar. Yaram, I'm probably pronouncing that totally wrong, but he literally said, I'm calling for a total and complete shutdown of teenagers wearing MAGA hats until we can figure out what's going on. (laughs) Until we can figure out what's going on. He said, quote, it's poisoning young minds. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Some of these guys, man, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. And this is, so this is the problem though. This is what most people have issue with. They think that they they literally think like if if you if you get pin people down on specifically what they thought the problem actually was, it's not just that they were harassing the guy. The problem that they'll tell you is that they were harassing the guy while wearing a MAGA hat, which means racist. They they can't come to any other conclusion than white kid MAGA hat doesn't like Native American equals racist. <laughs> like that that's. That's the only problem they have with it, for the most part. If they weren't wearing MAGA hats, and if they weren't white boys, if this was if this was a white guy drumming a beat to European song lyrics and, and singing them incoherently, walking into a group of black females, the white dude would be criticized. He's mansplaining. 
Yeah, yeah. And if the females surrounded him and even started hitting him, they wouldn't be called racist, that's for sure. It all has to do with the MAGA hat, which makes me want to buy a MAGA hat. <laughs> no, you're totally right. His, when, his initial reaction to this was, quote, it was racism. It was hatred. It was scary. <laughs> and this guy, this guy is quite literally the chairman of the House Budget Committee. So he's not even just a regular representative. He's a per he's a pretty influential state representative. He was the chairman of the House Budget Committee. Yeah, and that's the main difference I see between the left and the right on these things. The right will get out of control in the same way the left gets out of control sometimes with this outrage culture. But the people on the right who do it generally have no influence. They're random internet trolls or anon accounts on Twitter. And the people on the left who do this have immense amounts of power and influence. Well, I think that's a great note to end the podcast on. So, Matt, where can our listeners find you at? Well, I have a blog where I write and a few other people write at thekingsrights.com. That's thekingsrights.com. As well as you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, pretty much any platform. Gab, mine's at, um, at Matt Travis blog. That is at Matt Travis blog. Thanks a lot for coming on to the program today. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for inviting me on. Um, it's a pleasure. I look forward to doing more things with you in the future. Thanks a lot for listening to the Liberty Talks podcast today with our fellow contributor, Matt Travis. You can find him at thekingsright.com. That is thekingsright.com. Right with an R.com. Check us out on Spreaker, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can also listen to Liberty Talks podcasts on Freedom First Radio, which you can find on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.